We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Odyssey NFL insider, the great Ross Tucker, joins us now on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Ross, welcome to the show, buddy. What's up, dudes? Is this our last one? I well, don't I, we, don't we have you through football? I'm not sure. I, that's a great it question. Might, that's a Keith mi- question. It, yeah, it might be. Well, you guys must be special because as soon as Houston and and the Patriots were out, those two got axed. Yeah, but they still got me on with you guys. So I don't know if that's your show or the station or whatever, but it's the I'm Keith Britton bump. I'm glad because I feel like we have to have closure at the end of the season at a minimum. And that, like, I can say bye. The other stations, it's just like, I'm just gone. And those people, I mean, imagine the people in Houston, New England, when they were driving today expecting me and not here. I mean, probably ruined their whole day. It shows you who really cares about football. Yeah. That's right. It's because it's a real football town there, Ross. I think that's what, uh, no offense to those other towns who aren't football towns. Ross, how should we view a 7-10 and 10 season this year for the Cleveland Browns? Such a good question. Um, slight disappointment. That's all I would say. I mean, you know, you remember the before the year? Remember when I came in in person and everybody got mad at me because I thought they'd probably win seven, eight games maybe? Like, oh, yeah, right, dude. The last year and, you know, Baker was hurt and we got Jacoby and then when Whit Watson comes out, well, they won seven games. So, I think I nailed that one. Um, I guess I'm a little disappointed, probably in both. I probably thought they had a chance to win a game or two more with Brissett and had a game, a chance to win a game or two more with Watson um, and maybe get to nine wins. But that's about, that's about what I thought was kind of the ceiling. Going into next season, what should the expectations be for this team? Playoffs or people get fired. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're changing out the D coordinator, which they absolutely have to do. I don't know Joe personally, but, I mean, there were games where the run defense was horrendous. I think I tweeted on Sunday at Ross Tucker NFL, they had to have led the league in touchdown passes allowed where somebody was wide open and right after the play, the DBs are all looking at each other like, but what, I thought you, but what about you? You can't have that. I mean, you can't win that way. So he had to go, unfortunately, but he did. And now um, Stefanski's job is on the line. He's got to get Watson to play at a high level. He's got to get this team double-digit win next year. I expect them to be aggressive because I expect everybody involved, Stefanski, Andrew Barry, et cetera, to kind of know what the deal is, to kind of know that it's, it's put up or shut up because they didn't give that much money to Deshaun Watson to not be going to the playoffs. So I would expect them to be very aggressive draft and free agency. You know, I don't think all in is necessarily the right phrase, but I expect everyone within the organization to operate with the understanding that 
they need to have a really good season. They need to have double-digit wins and or get to the playoffs, or there's a decent chance has them cleaned house again. Ross, uh, for the second straight year, the locker room mess has spilled into uh, broad daylight. Um, last year it was Baker and o- Odell Beckham Jr. This year it was Jadavian Clowney admitting that he refused to play uh, anything but third downs against the Ravens early in the season because uh, he felt like they were giving Miles Garrett preferential matchups. And so it's been two years. That this, and by the way, those are the things we know about. And there was finger pointing and calling out Joe Woods in, in broad daylight. Can a head coach that struggles with discipline and locker room culture, can he overcome that? Or is that a fatal flaw in a Death Star? Nick, you're having a good segment. These are good questions. Damn it. Pro- wow. Probably your best segment in a while. I, I appreciate it. It's a new year. It's a new you. I like it. <laughs> um, not a death star. Not a good look. Definitely not. I don't think it's a death sentence or whatever, but it's, it's not a good look. And it speaks to, you know, there's certain organizations where it feels like there's always crap like this going on. Cleveland's one of them. The Jets are always one of them. There's always drama in Cleveland. Has there ever not been? Like, even when Belichick was there, there's always drama there, and there's always drama with the Jets, and there's always, like, leaks. It's unbelievable to me how some organizations, that's just the culture. All right, so because you are an Ivy Leaguer, you and I are fellow Ivy Leaguers, I going to Bowling Green where there is Ivy on the walls, I feel like I can ask you this question. Are all Ivy Leaguers incredibly intelligent, or are there some stupid Ivy Leaguers? I don't know if I would say there's some stupid Ivy Leaguers, but there are definitely people that you would be very surprised that they went to an Ivy League school. And I don't know, I might be one of them. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, um, look, there are guys that, um, you know, sports certainly can help. You know what's funny, by the way, in all sincerity, I know some guys that, you know, were able to get into Ivy League schools and sports was a big factor, but they didn't do very well um, at the said Ivy League school, and yet they do very well now. Like, they're still smart enough and to have a really successful life. But that, that, that I mean, that's the same for any college, I feel like. It's about your work ethic. It's about your personality. You either figure it out in life or you don't. Ross Tucker with us on the hotline. Ross, um, when you look at Deshaun Watson going forward and after the the, the six games that we've seen, it, let's let's fast forward. Let's fast forward uh, a couple years. Do you think this is going to work out? Nope. Do not. Show no, you work. I think, that, I think that they will be disappointed that they did this deal. Um, yeah. I mean – I, I was not very impressed with what I saw from him. Thought he had a few good plays. I liked the second half against the commanders. But that's about it. I mean, and honestly, I saw some of the same issues that used to bother me in Houston. He takes way too many sacks. He won't throw the ball away. He's got this thing where he thinks he's got – he's like – um. He's got a little bit of that Russell Wilson thing going on where Russell Wilson used to be able to just 
make guys miss, you know, in the backfield and kind of run around and then make a play. But Russell's a little bit less explosive than he was. So he can't really do that anymore. That's the difference between getting away from the guy and not getting away from the guy. I noticed a little bit about that, a little bit of that from Watson. Not to the extent of Russell Wilson, but, and maybe it's just because he hadn't played in a while or whatever, but he did not look as explosive and as athletic as I remembered and as he thinks he is. I mean, how many times in these games is he going to run around and think he can make guys miss and then make some big play and then he gets sacked? Again and again and again. And I think he'll play better next year than he did at the end of this year. But I don't really envision him getting back to being a top five guy or maybe even a top ten guy, which is obviously what they paid for. Ross, the, the Browns lost by two touchdowns to Pittsburgh on Sunday. It probably should have been three if Pittsburgh challenges the one touchdown rolling early in the game. Um Kenny Pickett, you know, not great numbers, but made some crucial throws. You know, it's so funny. Fans here in Cleveland just feel like Pittsburgh every year, um, they're, we're just going to pass them up, and it, it's it, it's not happening. Uh, do you think Kenny Pickett's the future in Pittsburgh? For sure, yeah. I think he'll be their quarterback for a while. I think he's good. You know, it's funny because living in central Pennsylvania, I'm friends with a lot of um, Steelers fans, and they kind of have mixed emotions about him because they think he'll be a top 20 quarterback and they think the Steelers will stick with him. Their concern is that he'll never be a top 10 quarterback and that in the AFC in particular, with all of these guys, right? I mean, Burrow and Mahomes and Josh Allen and – Trevor Lawrence and Herbert, that if you don't have a top 10 guy, you don't really have a chance. Like, they might be better next year. Maybe they win 10 or 11 games, and maybe they go to the playoffs. But there's this belief that Pickett's just not physically gifted enough to be as good as those other guys. And to get, you know, Steelers fans at this point really just care about trying to win the Super Bowl. And so they've got concerns with him. I also think that's part of the reason why the Browns were so aggressive to get to Sean Watson. I mean, his last year that he played, he was a top five quarterback. And I think the Browns looked at it and said, gosh, with these other guys, if we get a top five quarterback who's 27 years old, we got to do it. And that's why they made the big move and whatever. And I, and I forgot Lamar Jackson, by the way, but, so I understand why the Browns did what they did because they thought this is our only chance to get a top five guy, you know, in his prime and they make all the difference in the world. And by the way, if Deshaun Watson gets back to being a top five guy or even a top 10 guy, they'll be thrilled that they gave him that contract. They'll be thrilled that they have him locked in like that. Um, I just don't know that he will be that. Uh, but I think that this, this Kenny Pickett thing is really interesting Although I guess I would argue with those Steelers fans, like, is he less physically gifted than Joe Burrow? I mean, Joe Burrow is just really good, and Joe Burrow has awesome weapons. I tend to think Pickett next year could be a top. I think Pickett can be like a Kirk Cousins with a, maybe a little bit more mobility. That's pretty good, man. I mean, Kirk Cousins is a top 15 quarterback every year. Their team wins like double-digit games. 
I think Kenny Pickett can be a, a Kirk Cousins who can actually run a little bit. On the line is Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker. Insider calls presented by BetQL. BetQL is your one-stop shop sports betting analyst analytics app to help you make the most informed bets possible. Download the BetQL app and use code OHIO25 for 25% off your first month. Uh, on the coaching market, Jim Harbaugh seems pretty desperate to get back in the NFL. Have you ever seen anyone practically begging for an NFL job? with the resume that Jim Harbaugh has. Yeah, I mean, guys guys beg for NFL jobs all the time. I, I think what's so interesting about that, like, I, I don't understand the series of events of issuing a statement that he's going to stay at Michigan or wants to stay at Michigan. Then, like, two hours later, it comes out that they're going on probation or whatever. And then... He's trying to get every interview he can. I mean, you have your sources in Carolina where they were, like, banging the drum to get him an interview. And now I guess he just interviewed with the Broncos. I just don't understand. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand why release that thing from Michigan that you're so committed to being there. I don't know if he's going to get one. Uh, he might. But, I mean, I, I've resolved myself to the fact that in January, for at least the next 10 years, we're going to be talking <laughs> about Jim Harbaugh going to the NFL, Sean McVay, whether he coaches or not, and Aaron Rodgers, whether he plays or not. I feel like those three guys are on a text chain, and they're like, yo, do you want to do it again this year? Yeah, it's hilarious. Everybody just talks about us every day. Like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's going to walk away from $60 million guaranteed for five months. Get out of here. I mean, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to walk away from $60 million fully guaranteed for five months of work after he just lost to the Lions at home in his last game. That's, he's not going to allow that to happen. I went on a show today in Vancouver, and the guy asked me, this is an honest question, he asked me what I would do if I were Aaron Rodgers. I, I would play football for $60 million for five months. That's what I would do if I were Aaron Rodgers. What are we even talking about? McVay will probably take a year off, which I think is interesting because it's like kind of feels like when the going gets tough, then McVay gets going. In this instance, like everything was great when they were saying F them picks and just having all the veteran star players. But now that they're on the other side of that, McVay's like, yep, peace. I'm out of here. And then Harbaugh, I actually don't blame Harbaugh. Because college football is just, I mean, college football now is like the NFL without rules. You might as well go back to the NFL if you can. Ross, last night was one of the worst football games we've ever seen. Um, they didn't allow tailgating at this game, and they charged $17 for a beer. What are we doing? Well, this is a much longer conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I only got about 25 seconds. I wanted to get your yeah, thoughts okay. quickly. If you're not allowing tailgating, you should be eliminated from being able to host the game. Agreed. Eliminated for college football. Okay, that's number one. Number two, $17 for a beer. I mean, this is why people, this is why, well, it's a much longer conversation, but it's not even good beer for $17. It's not even good beer. 
So, you know, real ones know how you get around that. And real ones probably come into the game stumbling. We love it, Ross. Great stuff, buddy. Thanks for all your help all football season long. Later, dudes. Later. I forgot to do this last week. You did. You screwed us. Me all week. Mm-hmm. I was upset all week. Make it Later. good. Yeah. I think the way he phrased the, the Stefanski, bear, the pressure in the organization, I think is fair. I expect to see an organization act with a sense of urgency. And it's not that they haven't previously, but like, it's, I thought they went mostly in on this year. Bringing back Jadavion Clowney was one of those moves. If you didn't expect to win this year, you would not have given that guy $10 million with his right. reputation. But if they were all in on this year, they probably would have signed a better defensive tackle. If they were all in, they probably wouldn't have left it up to Nick Harris and Ethan Posick at center. They probably would have gone with a more experienced or better second wide receiver to Amari Cooper, even though DPJ had a great year. Like, they don't have that leeway next year. They have to be smart enough. This is one of those things where an owner can tell you till they're blue in the face, candidly, I don't feel much like firing you. That's fine. You can say that in January. There is no guarantee any of these guys are going to be back next January and you have to erase the doubt by building a team that is the most complete team you've had since 2020. And they have the capability. The scariest thing that Ross said to me and you just moments ago. To us. To the show. To the show. Is that. Nick and Dustin. He thinks. Afternoon drive. That Deshaun Watson's not going to pan out. Yeah, and I, I get it. I, I Listen, I, I can't really refute anybody. No, I know that. But, I mean, and again, he, he could be a million percent wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just an analyst guest that we have on the show. I do respect his opinion. Um, certainly an outsider opinion too, because, you know, he, he watches all the games and, and and does, you know, analysis for, for, uh, for the NFL. So I I just like what I saw out of Deshaun for six games scares me to death. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what he said about the sacks, I totally agree with. I agree with that. I mean, that's, I mean, fumbles are, have also been an issue for him in his career. Um, the picks are kind of a newer thing. The amount of picks that he threw. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the highest inter- interception percentage of his career by, like, far. Right. Um, but I think – I just think it's way too early to tell. No, of course it is. Am I, Am I like – all right, I was 100% certain when they traded for him. This is going to work out. Just give it time and be patient. No, but, but, but here's but, the thing, Nick. We've got a th- – this is why it's concerning to me. Mm-hmm. We've got a coach that I don't I, – I, I don't feel great about. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a quarterback now that I don't feel great about. So I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here, mm-hmm. even though it maybe sounds that way, but what are we to look forward to? I think you should still look. I think you still, I th- until proven otherwise, I think you should still look forward to Deshaun Watson. Maybe well, you ha- well, you have to. Well, but maybe it'll take longer than we expected. I hope not, but maybe it'll take longer. But look at it this way. I have way more doubt on field about Kevin Stefanski as a head coach than I do about Deshaun Watson as a quarterback. Because I think the most alarming thing, I think I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know the Browns helped Deshaun Watson one bit coming off that suspension. If they really viewed this 
as to, to, to use the word that the morning show used, an experiment. Right. If they were trying things out with Deshaun Watson, I think that's a fireable offense. I really do. I think it's a fireable offense. And I don't care if Jimmy Haslam signed off, then fire his ass too. Fire Cletus Haslam and Bubba and Billy Joe and Betty Sue. Fire all the Haslams. Fire everybody in that organization. If you thought to yourself, I don't all, give a damn what all the, the juniors, was. all the juniors, all the all the threes, all the Bubbas and T Bones and T Bosses, all of them. If they really thought we're gonna <laughs> the T Boss, uh, that's from uh, the TLC. TLC, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, just a big TLC fan. Got a creep, creep. Um, there's some waterfalls too. It, don't go chasing them. I've been you saying that man. since uh, since they said it. I just think the reality is, if you really thought we're gonna we're gonna play around and see what we got with this guy. You might be the dumbest smart people on the planet. You don't need to. The Texans did that for you. Your whole point, if your whole point was, we got to get him ready for 2023, then invoking spread concepts this year and putting him in a position to succeed, which, by the way, probably would have called for running the ball with Nick Chubb a hell of a lot more. I'm not trying to beat that drum. I'm not trying to beat that dead horse. But... If they didn't, if they just, oh, what's an exploratory face, fire every one of them. Because you don't, that's just not how it works in the NFL. So I don't know that they put Deshaun in the best situation to be the best version of himself. So that, to me, reflects more on them as leaders, as, as how they think of football and how detached from reality they are, and less on Deshaun. Do you think they punted on this season? Yes. Yes. I didn't want them to. I didn't think they should. There, there's a thought out there th- that I don't necessarily agree with, and, and that thought is that when the Browns found out that Deshaun was suspended 11 games, that surprised them, and maybe that did. Mm-hmm. But that should not have derailed this season. It, it Offensively, through 11 games, it, it didn't. <laughs> like No, it, 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 it only did when Deshaun came out and played. Well, and, and defensively is what derailed them for the first 11 games. Yeah. So... I don't know. I just, if that's really, to me, that's a losing attitude or a losing mentality. If something happens to one of your key players and you just throw up your hands and go, well, I guess that does it. See you in the next year. You shouldn't be in the NFL. You shouldn't own an NFL team. You shouldn't be uh, president of data analytics or whatever the hell, strategy, chief strategy officer. You shouldn't be a GM. You shouldn't be a head coach. I understand that you have to be realistic in the fact that you can't go out there and tell everybody, hey, guys. I don't care. Deshaun's not here for 11 games. We're winning the Super Bowl. But as an organization, winning is as much of a mentality as it is anything else. Right, and and that's the thing, Nick. If I'm a player on the Browns and I just did my exit interview and I left the building, I packed up my bags and I'm off to somewhere warm, what am I feeling good about for going to next offseason or this offseason? I think the only thing you feel good about, I don't say the only thing. I think if you're on the defensive side of the ball, you're looking forward to a new DC yes. and maybe a new scheme and maybe something that helps you have success. I get that, but just overall, like if you, especially if you're like a, a really good player on the Browns, a cornerstone player. Like if you're a Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. right? You're an Amari Cooper. You're an Njoku. It's Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and that's a big if because you're not you're looking at what Deshaun did the final six games and 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 like I, I don't I mean. I know Amari made some plays, and, and there were a few throws that were really nice, but like overall, really inconsistent. But I think. And a lot of sacks. I think they know the why on that better than even you and I do. They know it better. Uh, 
the only people that know. But here's the thing, Nick. I mean, the players have said this for weeks, right? And I think we kind of got caught up in it too. Whereas guys like Chubb and Amari, they're like, man, this guy's. I mean, he just he's got it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that was them looking back at what he did in, in prior years. Um, I don't know. I, you and I saw it out of camp. We saw a guy yeah, that's built differently yeah, in the, camp. No, dude throws a great deep ball. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think it was a mirage. I don't think camp was a mirage. I don't think the four years in Houston were a mirage. I think if anything, um, I think if anything, it's so funny because people say, well, you can't figure out, you can't fire Stefanski until you have a full season or you can't strip him of play calling until you have a full season with Deshaun Watson. Those six games were as bad as you pot. You went from having a top 10 offense in the NFL to a bottom four. Bottom 12? Yeah, they went from, I think, I think scoring around 27 a game to uh, about 16. So, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You know why? Because you don't tolerate losing. Or you don't tolerate mediocrity. That was the whole point in trading for Deshaun Watson in the first place. Jordan Schultz of, of Yahoo, or ESPN now, sorry. No. Where is he from? Somewhere. He is from somewhere? JordanSchultz.com. Uh, no, it's the score. Okay, there you go. NFL Insider saying uh, the Cardinals plan to try and trade DeAndre Hopkins this offseason. He's got two years, $34 million left in his contract and is likely to seek a new deal. I want it. Dusty, I want it. Desha- oh, yeah. Deshaun Watson and Nuke Hopkins were really special in Houston. Yeah. And if that means you could move Amari Cooper to the the two and DPJ as your third receiver... Oh, come on. That'd be pornographic. Oh, and by the way, Nick, Football porn. Nick Chubb is your uh, running back. Okay, yeah, I, I could deal with that. Yeah. So I, I don't know that they have the assets to do it, but that that's a very enticing name out there. We were just having the conversation. Given Ross Tucker's comments earlier in this hour about uh, where, basically saying the Browns enter next year, Stefanski and Barry enter next year on the hot seat. And then that morphed into you and me having a conversation about um, Stefanski and Deshaun Watson. And the reality is, I think Deshaun Watson's still so physically talented with a good coach. I I think I think some at some point, even if it's not next year, at some point, vintage Deshaun Watson is going to see the field again. I the doubts I have about Kevin Stefanski now vastly outweigh the feathers in his cap. And I think that's where, like, I'm a little concerned about Deshaun going into next year. I'm gravely concerned that Kevin Stefanski's not an NFL head coach and that we might be wasting 2023 finding that out. I I don't think you're wrong. Nick, I'm just looking at the AFC standings right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, are the, Brown, are the Browns a top 10 team in the AFC right now? Um. Well, top ten going in the into, AFC going, going into next year. Yeah, I'd give them that. You would, but, but top ten's not really. I mean, that's you're. We're saying you're in the top sixty-six percentile. We're not saying you're in the top. I know we got to be top seven to make the playoffs. Yeah. So I I think yes. I think with a full with a with a full off season of Deshaun and just being one year removed, you've already gotten the six games out of the way. I would ex- the very the very bare minimum is this is a. Even with the roster as currently constructed, they just bring everybody back, which ain't happening. Even with that, I'd still say they're a top 10 team next year. 
A playoff team. A, uh, no, no, no. Top 10 team in the AFC. Okay. A playoff team, you're going to have to do some work. No, I think they're they're going to have to do a lot of work. Yeah. And, well, and that's what's, what's sort of scary, too, because if you don't make the playoffs next year, which is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm looking across the board here. I mean, I, hell, I look at the Jaguars as a team that's really on the rise with Lawrence. Bengals, Ravens. Hell, the Steelers, are, they're still, I mean, we'll see. I mean, everyone wants to, to to say Pickett's not good. You got the Chiefs, you got the Chargers. I don't know what's going to happen with the Raiders, but the Bills and Dolphins with Tua, if Tua can can stay healthy. I'm not saying that I think you know. I it's way too early to the the, are the we, bar. Are we sure? Are we sure we can still beat Bill Belichick? Well, I so mean, the, the bar should be the playoffs. It should be. And I thing, don't know. It's the expectation if that makes well, sense. Well, okay, but here's the thing: if they don't make the playoffs, then they're firing the staff and then we're starting over. Yeah, I've heard somebody say, and I can't remember who said it, but somebody it, it was on this station, might have been a guest, might have been a host, said, well, if you fire him next year, it's a con- complete rebuild. No. It's not a complete rebuild as long as you have Deshaun Watson. No. But, I mean, it's it's definitely a starting over point. But it might be. Now, if you fire Barry and Stefanski, then it might be closer to a total retool. We know who will survive. That's Paul D. I. I will survive. 216-578-0092. Are you more concerned about Kevin Stefanski or Deshaun Watson heading into next year? Let's go with Stephen. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hi, guys. Thank you. I would say I'm more concerned with Kevin Stefanski because he's going into, I think, year four or five. So This will be year four. I have, I, yeah, I have less excuses for him. But one thing I want to mention for Deshaun, why I'm very hopeful for him is because in addition to the, being on a new team, getting suspended, not being able to practice with the team, like all that turmoil, I'm hoping this offseason he's you know making the right choices, which I think he will, and he's going to get uh, all that negative attention that's been on him and hopefully get this case taken care of. I mean, I've been surprised at his composure going through these six games, which has been rough with all that other turmoil he's going through. And I think when he's able to get that off his plate and just get back to focusing on football, and I think maybe Dustin might be able to comment on, on it, like seeing like teammates who have gone through stuff, like how it affects their professional, you know, their performance. And maybe if they can get those situations fixed up, then how they can just get back to who they are on the field. Steven, I appreciate I, it, buddy. I, I hope you're right. And I do think an off season and, you know, having a full spring, having a full summer, going into a, a, a new year, knowing who your quarterback's going to be, not having to balance two different quarterbacks, splitting the reps up and all those things. I think it matters. I think it will matter. I, I think it will help Deshaun, but I think just as much it'll help that locker room. Not not having to answer every day. Not and It's the uncertainty. Football players like their routine, and they like certainty. <laughs> and if if you're not sure up until halfway through training camp, halfway through the preseason, when you're going to have Deshaun Watson, yeah, I think that is a variable. I think that's a really important and impossible variable to get around. Gary, we got about uh, 45 seconds, buddy. What you got for us? Okay, I just think it's Stefanski because you ever heard the expression that a team wins in spite of their coach and lose because of their coach? I just feel like with Stefanski, I think that the moment just get too big for him because if you look at all the calls he has made and all the decisions that he has made over the last few years, it's like mind-boggling. I mean, it's like he let the game get the best of him at the wrong time, at the crucial time. So I just think that Watson, he on the hot seat too because he has to prove that 
that was just not who he was. And Andrew Berry is in the same ship because he patchworked that defense. He made bad choices with Troy Smith and, uh, 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 I mean, Troy Hill and uh, that other boy, John Johnson. So we're going to see. All right, Gary, we appreciate you, buddy. I was like, Troy Smith? When do they bring in Troy Smith? Um, I don't think Deshaun Watson's on the hot seat. Mostly because he's got $230 million guaranteed. Yeah, that's asinine. Um, I think Andrew Berry probably should feel less heat. I think Kevin Stefanski should feel the most. Because I, I think they're... It, I think Berry and Stefanski. I mean, I Andrew Berry has not had home run drafts. I also don't think he's had... Uh, the first year's not great. But the last two drafts, I think, have been decent. And considering where they were picking, you kind of got to take decent. Like, if you're not picking in the top 10, decent is about as good as you can hope for when you're picking either in the middle of the first round or if you don't have a first-round pick and your first-round, your your first second-round pick isn't until the 40th or 50th pick. Look, he's going to be tested this draft because you're limited with the amount of top picks that you have because you gave up every asset, basically, for this quarterback. So we're going to find out. Like, you know, the 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 really great GMs, I feel like, in, in the history of the league have found some of the, the best gems in the middle of the draft to late in the draft, and mm-hmm. the Browns need depth. Let's see if they can hit on some picks. Yeah, I think for the big the big issues you have, it's got to be a trade or free agency. For the, the, the next generation of guys who can develop in, it's, it's got to be the draft. I think that's fair. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.